welcome to Courageous Help by BASE, where we believe in the power of assistance to change the world. I'm Natalie Turner, Executive Assistant at BASE. Here on Courageous Help, we sit down with current and former assistants who are challenging the status quo. From impacting global business practices to molding new career paths and beyond, all while managing their full plate as an assistant. Join us while we explore how today's assistants can leverage their position to drive positive change. Today on Courageous Help, I am so excited to be talking with Britt Zaremski. Britt is a 10 plus year career EA who now works as the Executive Assistant Senior Manager Indeed. She started there six years ago as the only EA to two executives who had never had an EA. And she now leads the executive support team of over 15 admins who support over 80 leaders across the organization. So, Brett, to start us off, I'd love it if you could share your unique experience for becoming an assistant. And is this what you expected to do for a career or how did you how did you get to where you are today? Well, thank you so much for having me today, Natalie. I really appreciate it. And I really love this question. I definitely didn't think that I was going to be a career EA when I finished high school and I found myself at UConn for university. And initially, I actually wanted to be a journalist. I was very into writing, soon changed over my focus to nursing, which is a big leap. Um, Something triggered me and I knew I wanted to help people, but I didn't really know in what capacity. So I started doing my, my nursing prerequisites. And while I was going to college, I was actually doing a couple of side jobs. I was teaching dance, which was one of my passions and a lot of fun. But I was also doing a lot of bartending and serving and kind of dealing in this, this hectic atmosphere where I was juggling a lot of things, wearing a lot of hats, and just running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mm-hmm. So somehow all of these things started to shape me. And I found myself in my final years of college working as an office manager for a very small company. And in that that role, because it was so small, I was presented with the opportunity to kind of take on some extra tasks outside of just managing the office, which was a lot of fun. So being very organized, helping out with some of the sales that we were bringing in, doing some of the marketing and doing trade shows. And so again, found myself juggling a bunch of different things, wearing multiple hats, but always being super busy. So from that role, you know, I was there for three plus years. I knew I wanted another challenge. So I wanted to work for a bigger company and I slowly made my way. I ended up as a project manager for a small marketing startup company. And I was a project manager manager there for about three or so months. And sure enough, the CEO pulled me in and said, I think you should be my EA. I need mm. support and you're super organized and detail oriented. And I think it'd be a great fit. And so I found myself working very closely with the CEO, sitting in on a lot of the meetings with him. It was almost like an EA chief of staff type role for this company. But again, I found myself really craving a bigger challenge and a bigger company. And I found myself at Indeed as the first EA, which was super, super exciting, but also absolutely terrifying. I didn't know what I was in for. So going from a company of about 50 employees to now support being at a company that had 5,000 plus. Yeah. Uh, And here today with 12,000 plus. So a lot of growth and definitely a lot of challenges with that. Absolutely. And so many of our guests sort of 
fell into this kind of role. And so to hear you literally just get pulled into an executive's office and say like, I think you need to be my assistant. Never heard that before. So that is an interesting way to transition into this. And then again, going on and being the first EA at a company, which I am also that here at base, but obviously we're not quite as big as Indeed yet. So I kind of want to take this in a direction of obviously being the first EA was was a big deal, but knowing that you know, you've know you grown an executive support team from just yourself to now over 15 EAs. And I would love to hear more about through that, how are assistants changing the world and how are you supporting that in, in having built this team? Absolutely. So I think back to my first day walking into the office, here I am, I'm going to be supporting the SVP of sales and the CFO of this huge company. And the first thing they both said to me was, so what do we do with you? (laughs) And I was like, wow, okay. So I really get to take it and run and shape it to what I think it should be. Obviously, first I had to kind of get my bearings and understand the big machine that it is indeed. But once I had kind of a good overview of how the beast works, I started thinking in my head, what are some ways outside of just the basic calendaring and you know travel booking and expenses, how can I really push it so that these executives can be as efficient as possible? And I think that's always been something that is top of mind for me is efficiency and ensuring mm-hmm. that they are efficient. High-level executives that we support in these types of roles are making a pretty good amount of money. They're responsible for a lot of things. So when you kind of put that all together, each minute of their day, if you think about it with dollar signs, yeah. it's very expensive. And so you want to ensure that every minute is spent doing something that's going to, in turn, help the company or help the employees at the company. So I think as long as you kind of keep that somewhere seated in your mind, it really helps you to become a true business partner. Mm. And at the end of the day, I think that the term assistant is kind of fading fast. I think it's kind of old school. And I really feel that truly to be an effective executive assistant or an admin assistant, whatever the title is, you really have to be a business partner. You have to really work super closely with your executive and have a real understanding of their priorities what's important to them, their needs. And again, also the company and who are you going to be interacting with? Who are they going to be spending their time with? And really thinking it about it really carefully. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I'm just like taking in everything you're saying as far as building those business partners. So as you've built this team and getting to, especially working with executives who were sort of really depending on you to like design how this is going to look. What was that like? A lot of trial and error. (laughs) So the other good thing is prior to me kind of moving into this manager role, I was in just my executive assistant role for five years. And we were all kind of collaborating, but we we weren't officially a team. A lot Mm. of days were reporting into different executives and the executives didn't fully grasp what each of their EAs was doing for them. They had a good idea, but they didn't understand it. You know, the day-to-day because we're taking those tasks and we're like controlling the chaos. So they don't even see it. Right. Um, So with kind of building out this team, they appointed me and they said, Britt, can you, can you lead this group of wonderful people? 
We need one delegated person who understands the role, understands the needs of them, but also understands the needs of the executives. And so it was probably the biggest challenge I've ever faced in my entire life. And to look back on where we've come in just a year is like, like such a reward. And I have a great group. My team has been really adaptable and very transparent with me. And, you know, I always tell them like, I might be your boss, but I'm also still an EA. I will never get rid of an executive because that Mm. keeps me in the know of what they're going through on a day-to-day basis. The minute I stop supporting someone, I'm, I'm too far out of the loop. And we collaborate. We meet together now bi-weekly. I tell them I'm a resource to you. Like if there's anything that we're all facing, it's a big challenge. Let's discuss it and let's problem solve together. So just really working towards the same common goals. Yes, we're supporting different departments. Yes, we're supporting different executives with different personalities and different needs. But at the end of the day, we've outlined a suite of services that we tackle. We've implemented processes. And we've actually really taken a lot of time to put into our own professional development because the stronger this team is, the stronger we are in our role in supporting the executives. So a big focus on professional development here as well. Yeah. So a couple of things I wanted to hit on from what you just said. For one, I know that a lot of times in this role, your executive might ask you to do something you've never done before. And it's just sort of traditional, not always, but for most assistants to be like, sure, I can do that. And so for it to be like, hey, can you lead and manage a whole team of people, even though you've never done that before necessarily in this kind of capacity and develop practices and systems and all of these things, like what a great opportunity to be able to use that. Like, yeah, sure, I can do it. But for like something entirely different than just like, can you learn this new software program? Absolutely. Um, absolutely. <laughs> so commending you there. And then I also would love to hear about, obviously, being more cohesive has obvious benefits, but what have you seen shift from when you were kind of all siloed with your own executives to now being sort of a a joint team that has a leader? Yeah. I think now we've all come together and first off, we're having so much more fun. (laughs) I think that's probably the biggest thing to hit on is like, we actually have a team morale, which is wonderful. And typically when we're growing out the team and doing interviews, And I'm like, hey, we are one group. We all follow the same suite of services. We all have implemented processes. We have a competency matrix that sets expectations and a career path. People are like, what? They have that for the EA group? Like, I feel like sometimes we get kind of like pushed to the side. And so my team has just been like, we're like a group of cheerleaders now. Like we cheer each other on and we bounce ideas off of each other and just seeing the collaboration And I always say we have a Slack channel. We always share like fun stories. But again, if there's like a major issue and someone's like, I cannot solve this problem for the life of me, you know, in this role, like we don't want to be the people that are like, uh, it's not going to happen. Like we are always going to find a solution. So knowing that all that pressure is not just on you, you can bounce that idea or that problem against other people and come to something is huge. So I think that that is probably a wonderful achievement by leading this team and and growing this team out. It's been just wonderful to see. Absolutely. And I think especially in the new world of work where the majority of people are remote, um, not everybody, but a lot of people are, being able to have that cohesive team feeling 
is such a game changer in overall work satisfaction and all of it. And I know that we at base have cultivated that sort of community of EAs as well. And having just people to bounce things off of. And I can imagine how much more powerful it would be in a cohesive team where you're all obviously working for the same company. And I'm curious if there's anybody listening who is in a company where there are more than one assistant, but they're feeling that kind of siloed feeling, what would you recommend to them besides just trying to rally everyone else? But like, as far as how would they maybe advocate to like, we need to actually create a streamlined team here versus just like having a, a Slack channel just for the assistants. You know what I mean? Yeah. You That's powerful get... in itself, but just oh. how, how could they take it a step further? It totally is. But I think taking it a step further is like, you just have to come up with a business case. So whoever needs to like form this team that this is the route to go. This is what works. At least that's what we found here at Indeed. Like before we were all super siloed and sometimes you're just going through really mundane tasks. And like at the end of the day, you're like, uh, especially working from home if you're by yourself, yeah, you need to have that camaraderie, that team camaraderie. And so I would say fight for it, make a business case. It's much easier when there's a task that involves all of the EAs or a large group of executives, oh my gosh, we have to get 20 executives together for a two-hour meeting tomorrow. What are we going to do? They come to me and Mm -hmm. then I pull in the appropriate people. So if there's a major issue as far as the executives go, like they can come to me and I pull in the right team members instead of it just kind of being a free-for-all and people scrambling and freaking out and going, oh my God, I don't know what we're going to do. They can come to me. They know I'm I'm the number one problem solver, solver and I will figure it out. Yeah. It comes back to that efficiency piece that you were talking about. And so yeah, tying that to a business case and tying it to dollars and time, I could see how that would absolutely work. You also mentioned that regardless of having this new role as a team leader, that you're never going to not have an executive that you support. And I think that that is incredibly valuable. We talk a lot on this podcast about how becoming an executive assistant or being an executive assistant can lead you to other other things in your career path. And that might mean you know not supporting an executive anymore. But I loved hearing the perspective of like needing to kind of stay in it in order to be the leader that you want to be. But I I would love to hear more about the direction that you feel like you're creating for yourself, knowing that you still intend to be supporting an executive. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting to think back again to that day one, six years ago, (laughs) coming into the office and just thinking like, I'm going to be an EA and that's what I want to do. And I didn't really see... I didn't even see a career path to like senior EA or EA manager, forget about it. Now being a senior manager and running this massive team, it really just, I don't want to get so like out of my element. I want to remain humble and I want to remain just like fully involved in the EA role. And I think that that's so important for me as I continue to grow wherever that may be. I just know that the EA world is for me. And so I just want to advocate for my team. I want to be a resource for them. And I feel that the best way to do that is to continue supporting at least one executive until maybe I'm just like, I just can't fully be proactive for you anymore. 
but all my executives are really wonderful and they're super humble and down to earth and independent to a point. So it's like, I can get by, I can get by for a bit longer. But I think the other great thing about kind of taking this career path to senior manager now is being able to show my team that, you know, you can go from AA, which is our entry level role on the admin team up to this role. So it really sets a career path. And so now if someone's joining next week and on their day one, they're coming in seeing this huge roadway, right? Where I didn't see that before. And now it's paved and it's there for them. And whether they take it the same path I did, great. But there's also so many other opportunities that align with the admin role. I think admins are super professional. They're super detail-oriented. They're very organized and proactive. And I mean, I can go on for days. But having all these traits and skills and qualities could align you to so many other roles, whether it be in project management, office manager, you name it. So the road is really theirs. But I've paved this executive support career path here. Thank you for sharing about that and reiterating these skills that we have are so transferable to other things and being able to approach it from the bottom, like you were saying, and be able to see, oh, there are multiple paths available to me here. Um, Super encouraging, I, I think, especially compared to what this role used to be looked at as. And again, being able to band together and show like what is possible when we actually have resources and like are organized and have leadership, like that's even, even more encouraging and inspiring. So thank you for sharing about all of that. Is there anything that we kind of sort of started to touch on, but you didn't, you feel like you didn't get to wrap up or any other threads that you want to pull on before we wrap up and I can ask you to share more about your favorite resources and that kind of thing? Yeah, I think I would just reiterate again, like, hey, if you're new into an admin role, there's so many different things you can do with the skills that you're going to learn in this role and take it one day at a time. And it's not the worst thing if you say, I want to be an EA and I want to be an EA forever. Um, Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And no two days are the same in this role. Things are always shifting, continue to be adaptable and just have fun. Build out a strong relationship with your executives. But like I've said today, it's also important to build out a strong relationship with other EAs, whether at your company or at other companies. I'm constantly networking and learning from others and always open to hearing you know, what's working at their company. Can I take something and apply it to what I'm doing here? So that would just be my two cents. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. And along the lines of collaborating, learning from others, that kind of thing, is there anything that you would like to promote or share with our audience? I don't think I have anything super out of the ordinary to share, but we have been using Base, the Base software here at Indeed, and it's been wonderful. So I will plug Base. Goodness. Thank you for that. (laughs) Is there any way that our listeners can connect with you? Yes. Please add me on LinkedIn. Um, happy to share my LinkedIn link there. Yeah. I'll uh, get that in I the know. show notes. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Britt. And it was wonderful chatting with you. I'm looking forward to the next time. The conversation was great. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Courageous Health, brought to you by BASE. Learn more about how BASE is helping modern assistants maximize their potential at basehq.com or find us on LinkedIn at basehq or on Instagram at the BASE app. Don't forget to subscribe to Courageous Help wherever you get your podcasts.